Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Well, welcome back to the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. We have a very special guest this week. It is the new Cedar Hill ISD Director of Athletics, Melanie Benjamin. So welcome to the podcast, Coach Benjamin. Hi, how are you today? Good, good. So, you know, this is your first year as um, the Director of Athletics. I know you were in the interim role last year. And then how long had you been a Assistant Athletic Director prior to that? For 15 years. For 15 years, okay. So I'm sure you've learned a few things along the way during that time. Yes, sir. But nothing really could have prepared you for the, um, you know, everything that COVID-19 has brought uh, during this time. Definitely not. What's it been like adjusting to that over this, you know, the past few months? Um, Well, I think a lot of the practices that we've put in place are practices that we will keep. Um, You know, our first, uh, we're always, safety is first and foremost always, but, you know, just some of the protocols that we put in place is, Having kids check in daily, uh, we have a QR code for them. Uh, you know, safety is a, the utmost always. Um, but then also, you know, having kids come in different doors and leave out of different doors and just ensuring that we don't have different teams and sports crossing each other's paths as far as locker rooms, entry and exit doors, uh, fields. We're very fortunate in Cedar Hill that we do have uh, a lot of areas for our kids to work out. And so um, but the biggest challenge I think that we've had is time you know making we have practices that start as early as six o'clock in the morning and don't finish till as late as seven thirty. just ensuring that we're keeping everybody socially distanced and um, making sure that everybody still has an equal opportunity to participate and work out okay and then I know like last week um, we had a game that was scheduled the, it was a big game because not only was it the home opener it was also senior night versus Allen High School in the day of the game, uh, we find out that they had some COVID cases and they canceled. Um, so how challenging is it to go through something like that to where you have, you know, these games scheduled and then you know that at the last minute they could be canceled? Well, I mean, it is a lot of work that we have put in. It was, number one, our home opener for the year. And then, you know, we already have some challenges as far as seat capacity, uh, making sure that everybody's social distanced and, and working on those things. Uh, But, yes, it was senior night, so, you know, a lot of time had gone into that as far as um, the script for the game and getting everybody prepared for senior night, uh, how we were going to line that up, how that was going to work, because it is a large number of kids, And uh, but we did have to limit the number of parents that could be on the field this year and some things that we had in place. So um, it was disappointing more to our kids. Uh, you know, as adults, we, you know, like I tell our coaches every day, you have to be ready to punt or sub, you know, with COVID-19 because we don't know what's going to happen day to day or even hour to hour. So, you know, um, the way that we're looking at it now is we've moved our senior night to the 23rd when we play Lake Ridge. So now we're going to be even more prepared for that night. Um, you know, for the kids, it was disappointing because, you know, they look forward to that and they already see what our seniors had gone through last year. So, Um, But it was a blessing, too, because we found out later in the weekend that many of they had several players as well as uh, possibly some coaches or people on their staff that did test positive. And so 
you know, that would have been more detrimental to our team because then it could have possibly been a 14-day um, quarantine for our entire varsity team, where this way we were able to, uh, you know, Coach Lynn got on the phone as soon as we found out and was able to get us another opponent for our bye week. So, uh, you know, we're just looking at it as we kind of flip-flopped our bye weeks. And so we're hoping that we just get to keep rolling and playing ball. And how did that happen to where you guys were able to, you know, schedule Alito so quickly? Um, well, you know, Coach Lynn's been in the game for a while. He was here at Cedar Hill before when we won our first state championship. And um, the football coaching circle is a pretty uh, big family, so to say, as well as also, you know, uh, some of the sports writers and different people, you know, they know of teams that are looking for games. And we have people reaching out to us as soon as uh, – found out that our game was definitely canceled and so within probably a couple of hours we already uh, had the possibility to play Alito and then before Friday was over um, it was finalized and then Friday night I was already getting emails and stuff that it, uh, from uh, WFAA asking were we okay if they uh, did a Facebook live of that game and so it all happened pretty quickly but uh, you know good news for our kids that they didn't have to be out for two weeks without any games. So this game between Cedar Hill and Alito is, I mean, when people talk about the top programs in the Metroplex, you know, the two of our program and theirs are always kind of at the top of the list. So this is, you know, for a lot of the fans out there, this is really a special matchup. For sure. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, wow, we're 6A and they're 5A. But, you know, when you're in 5 and 6A, there's not a lot of difference. And we're one of the smaller 6A schools in the state of Texas. So, you know, a uh, number of high school kids that we have difference probably isn't, you know, as big as it would be now if Allen were playing Alito. But um, we're, we're excited. We're up for the challenge, and I think I think it'll be a great matchup. Okay, and then speaking of other cancellations, I know volleyball, um, they were supposed to have a very competitive match last night against Waco, and then Waco canceled also due to COVID. But then the team... Uh, organized some uh, donations to a homeless shelter, and then Coach uh, Johnson delivered those uh, donations last night. So just talk about some of the things they've been able to do, you know, both on and off the court. Yeah, um, you know, we thought we were going to have a game. Uh, Waco had called us, and they did have um, a couple of cases, but they were going to be able to play our, their, our varsity last night. But then, um, unfortunately, due to some other positive cases in Waco, they shut their schools down. So as soon as that happened, um, uh, Coach Johnson definitely didn't want the girls to just have, you know, a a free day with nothing to do. So she organized uh, for them to uh, do some community service projects and different things like that just to, you know, help with team building and and also teaching your kids that it's, it's not just about wins and losses or playing volleyball. It's about giving back to your community and helping others in need. Okay, so I know with the summer, and everyone was really in the same boat for the most part, but like over the summer, there was a lot of kind of start and stop type of stuff that you really had no control over, whereas maybe, you know, in some of the other teams we play, they're located in different counties and things like that. Maybe they didn't have the same circumstance, but what was that like for just the inconsistency of that, um, you know, for our programs? Well, you know, in the beginning it was really hard, especially when I had to call and tell all of our coaches that we were having to shut down um, because, you know, that was the order from Dallas County. Uh, But then when you looked at our district, District 11-6A, 
you have the Waco schools that are not, and of course in Dallas County, you've got Waxahachie that's in Ellis County. Uh, you have the Mansfield schools that are in Tarrant County. So it really only affected three of the eight schools in our district, which was us, DeSoto and Duncanville. So, you know, uh, at first we looked at it as a major disadvantage. And then we looked at it as, well, maybe it will help keep our kids safe. It will give our kids some time to rest and, and be ready for the school year. So um, it started off, you know, with everybody being kind of depressed and upset about it. But, you know, it, it kind of worked itself out. And uh, we just tried to make the best of it. Okay. So to kind of shift to the current state of athletics um, with our four programs, I guess we'll start with um, some of the programs that may not get as much time in the spotlight. Um, first of all, cross country, they're going to be back in action tomorrow down in Mansfield. Um, I know they had to quarantine for a couple of weeks. Just talk about you know cross country getting back into competition and ready for um, district. Yeah, luckily uh, they were able to, uh, we didn't think we were going to have a meet, but uh, Mansfield Legacy uh, did schedule another meet that we were able to get into. So uh, we know it's probably going to be a little difficult for some of the kids since we weren't able to have practices uh, with the boys' side. Um, so, uh, but just something to give them uh, a chance to kind of get back back into the rhythm of it, you know, uh, get another race under their belt before we do get ready for uh, our district meet there at Lynn Creek on October 30th. Okay, and then what about the job that Coach uh, Neal and Coach Reed have done during this time? Um, they, they've done a, a great job, you know, just making sure and checking on our kids daily just to, you know, make sure that, um, you know, we didn't have any other kids with symptoms and um, we have, we also have a QR code for them. So anytime we have kids that are quarantined, they have to fill out uh, a, a Google form every day just so that we know, or have they developed any symptoms? If so, what were those symptoms? They have to take their temperature daily at home and send that in as well. So every day we're able to check on those kids as well as we also make phone calls, those coaches do. Uh, now our girls program, because they do practice separately, they were able to come back to school, but we still haven't let them compete or anything either, just you know to be on the safe side for them as well and uh, give them a little rest time to kind of get prepared. But uh, the coaches have done a great job uh, staying in communication with me, staying in communication with their athletes, and staying in communication with our training staff. Okay, and I know tennis, they played their last match of the fall season. They, they of course, play in the spring, but tennis played on um, Tuesday at Mansfield. And um, I know that as a team, they haven't had a lot of, you know, team victories, but you have a lot of bright spots as far as the success with um, Terrell Oliver's had a great season. Talk about some of the things tennis has been able to do this fall. Yeah, it was a little challenging for them because we did have quite a few uh, players coming back, but due to um, several of our parents, you know, of course, being worried and cautious with COVID-19, some of them didn't come back as early as others. And slowly during the season we got more and more athletes back but the longer they were out the longer you know that they were not at practice and they weren't getting touches on balls and things like that so every week we did improve and we could see improvement with them um so we look forward to you know what's going to happen with them in the spring um and it, it was a little difficult for them because you know um it was like a very short amount of time to get all of their matches in too so and then we did have some matches that were canceled uh, for them as well that we had to move around so we had a couple of Saturday games and different things like that but um, we we do have some bright spots like you said um, we do have some 
younger uh, kids in the middle school too that we've been working with uh, that are going to help our program in the future. So um, we're looking forward to that. Okay, great. And then volleyball. I know we talked about volleyball a little bit, but you and I were both at the um, match last Friday at DeSoto, the Battle of Beltline match. And um, for a lot of that match, Cedar Hill was really uh, competitive against DeSoto. Um, what are we looking at when um, when those two teams meet again November 3rd? Well, you know, anytime, uh, it doesn't matter the the level of play by either team and, and it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's a it's definitely um, the rivalry of Cedar Hill and DeSoto, no matter what game it is. And so you can always expect a, a great outcome, a great turnout for those games. And, you know, those girls or guys, whichever sport it is, they're going to put everything they have out there. And um, I, I think that we could easily have a different outcome when they come over to Cedar Hill because uh, it, it was, uh, you know, you didn't know until the end of the game, except for one match, who it was going to go to. Because one team would be ahead and the other team would go ahead. And sometimes they would be up as much as eight. And then the other team would come back and go up by two. So, you know, it was it was definitely the battle of Beltline when we played the other night. Okay. And then we had, um, obviously, our football team in the Dave Campbell's Texas football. They're up to number 11. Um, close to the top 10, but both of the schools we talked about earlier, DeSoto and Duncanville, both in the top 10. So in our district, we have three schools in the top 10. Of course, they may have missed out on some of the training uh, time as our friends in uh, Tarrant County and Ellis County and some of these other places did. But um, clearly the, the trio of here in the best southwest of Cedar Hill, DeSoto, and Duncanville are kind of the the class of that uh, District 116A. Right, and you know, they, they've they uh, labeled us as the District of Doom. We were the District of Doom um, for 18 and 19, but for 20 and 21, we are the District of Doom, and many people label us as the toughest district in the state of Texas because you've got, um, of course, DeSoto, but you have three district champions that are in that uh, district uh, with us winning district back-to-back in 18 and 19, uh, Duncanville winning district back-to-back in 18 and 19, and then Waco Midway also winning their district. So you've got a very, very competitive district basically for every game that you play this year. I know that we've uh, kind of structured our district schedule a little different because we have zoned it uh, just for in case something does happen um, with a cancellation due to COVID-19. But um, it's definitely going to be a super competitive district that um, until the end of district play, you know, you it could be in any four teams uh, that can make the playoffs. Yeah, how do they go about with, you know, with that district as, as tough as it is on the top, um, how do they go about, you know, when not overlooking some of these teams that have maybe not had the success, like, you know, Lake Ridge 0-3 now, and, you know, Waco struggled a little, and so, um, you know, Waxahachie as well. So how do, you, how do they, you know, kind of approach those games? Um, the same. Um, there's not any opponent that we don't look at is that you know they they can't beat us you know because if you go into a game uh feeling overconfident and all those are the games that you struggle in and sometimes don't come out with the victory in those games so uh we we plan for every game the same um whether we're playing bishop gorman or if we're playing uh waxahachie or DeSoto. so uh, coach lynn looks at every opponent as you know this week's opponent and we've, we've got to get past this because their motto is DPS district win district make it to the first round of playoffs and then to win state so you know every game is 
is just as important as the next. And we have such an incredible home record, but our, our last game um, that we played, it seems like a long time ago now, but that Arlington game that was played at uh, Globe Life Park, did you ever think you'd get a chance to see a football game at uh, Globe Life Park? <laughs> no, um, definitely not. But, you know, that was a, a great experience for our kids because they, they've been very fortunate that they've got to play at uh, most of the venues here. We've played at uh, AT&T Stadium multiple times uh, for state championships, for other playoff games, um, uh, even for uh, different classics that they hold. You know, at the beginning we've played at the Cotton Bowl. Um, so getting to play at Globe Life, that was uh, just a new venue for, you know, uh, not only for our football team, but also for our cheerleaders, our band, and our drill team to get to uh, be able to participate there. And the kids were really resilient in that game, you know, how trailing at halftime and then coming back and um, winning in Arlington. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we say, they've said for years that Cedar Hill is a second-half team, which, you know, that's not what you always want to be known for, but... Um, it's something about the second half and the Longhorns that, you know, uh, don't ever count us out. Okay. So, um, on the weekends, I usually have a lot of house projects and things to do, but a lot of times those um, get put on the uh, on the back burner because I'm so busy following all of our alumni, looking up the stats and seeing how they're doing. And this past week was a really good one because we had – you know, Zachary Franklin, seven receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, Charleston Rambo helped OU defeat uh, Texas, so he's once a Longhorn and now on, a, on the other side of the collegiate Longhorns. Um, so a lot of successful alumni, and I know you've been following your son, uh, Camden, play for the University of uh, Tulsa. So tell me about some of the uh, success of, you know, the uh, Cedar Hill alumni. Uh, well, we are very fortunate that we have kids that play all, all across the map. And so, you know, right now with not as many teams playing, um, you know, I'm not able to uh, put as many kids out there. But starting next week, you know, the Mountain West and the uh, Big Ten, the Pac-12, they start playing as well. So some of our kids that are um, like out in California. So we have like Hagen Williams is a running back that plays for San Diego State. Um, then, of course, we have Portland Ford, uh, who's at USC. And then we... Uh, we have Quinshawn Bright that's at Hawaii. and So all of those conferences are going to start playing as well. So we'll start seeing uh, some more of our kids on Saturdays on TV. Um, but it, it is fun because, I mean, we have kids in, in every conference. We've got Avery Davis at, at uh, Notre Dame. We've got kids in, at A&M, Memphis, like you said. Um, and then we have Jared Williams, who was at Houston, that graduated. And um, he's using his last year of eligibility, and he's uh, playing for the Miami Hurricanes now. So it is a lot of fun to follow them. Um, and then, you know, starting up, then we'll have – we do have some girls that play volleyball. Unfortunately, most of those volleyball teams are not playing right now. Uh, we have the Twins at uh, UCF, and then we have uh, Brianna Green that's in Denver. And then we have quite a few girls that, uh, you know, play basketball um, across the map as well. So – and boys, boys that play basketball as well. So – just uh, being able to put that out there, let people know when they are on television, uh, when they are playing, you know, it's, I think it's fun to, to keep up with them and see how everybody's doing. And then Brianna Green, of course, she graduated from collegiate high school. We recently had a chance to catch up with her. Um, do a lot of athletes from collegiate end up playing for um, the Cedar Hill Longhorns? Um, we, have, we have some. Um, it's a small percentage just because of the uh the criteria and the uh 
extra hours that they have to put in for community service and tutoring and those things. So it makes it a little more difficult uh, at collegiate uh, because they also don't have the athletic period. So they have to come either only before or after school. So they miss out on a lot. So um, they have to really be dedicated uh, to be able to play here at the high school level. Now we do have more that run cross country that play tennis. Uh, we have quite a few soccer kids. Um, and then we we have a few that uh, play golf and things like that. But as far as team sports, um, it's way easier for them to do, like I said, the individual ones like golf and tennis and uh, cross country. So that's really a testament to Brianna and her ability to, um, you know, balance those uh, those two things. Yes. Um, and we, ha- we have had several that have done a great job because we had a couple of football players. We had one that went to Georgetown. Um, and then we had uh, one that actually went to uh, Fordham in New York. Uh, but like I said, it, it's you have to really commend them because they put in tons and tons of hours in order to make sure that they're able to do that. So obviously we've talked about you know your approach to dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic as an um, athletic director. But then what about as the parent of a, a collegiate athlete? What's it like from that standpoint? <laughs> well, you know, um, they're they're really strict on them as well. Uh, you know, we're not able to. He's not able to ever come home. You know, because they're trying to keep them in a in a, their bubble to ensure that they're safe and stuff like that. Now, I have been able to go to one of his games at OSU, and I am going to go see him this weekend. Um, it's their homecoming and their first home opener. But um, you know, they they test them three times a week, so he's being COVID tested every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and. So, you know, they're doing everything they can to keep them safe as well. Uh, They're only selling 13% of their stadium as far as seating. Uh, You know, at the high school level, they say we can sell 50%. However, it's closer to like 25 or 30 by the time you go every other row and you social distance. So uh, there's there's a lot of things that they're doing um, and things that you're able to do at the college level, of course, that we don't have funding and stuff for here at the high school level. Okay. And then what are some of the uh, future plans that you have for uh, Cedar Hill Athletics? I know that, you know, having, we spoke when you first um, were hired into this position, but then that was kind of at the very beginning of the pandemic. But looking at this pandemic and then also beyond, what are uh, some of your future plans? Well, I mean, you know, we're we're always um, looking to, you know, upgrade different things, facilities, make our facilities look the best that they can. And then, um, you know, just trying to get as many kids involved as possible. Well, of course, we're always wanting to increase the number of participants that we have. And um, um, some of the things that we've done, especially for our middle school, is uh, we're going to start working with some of those kids um, in golf. Um, they won't compete, but um, allowing them to practice once a week uh, with our golf coach at the high school to help improve that program. Um, also, we do do soccer. We've started that up where our high school coaches go down and work with our um, middle school kids once we finish track uh, just trying to help to build that program up as well and um, help keep those numbers up and then um, you know always looking to um, do improvements to our facilities to make sure that our facilities are always uh, you know nice and neat and and kept up uh, you know we want everything to look uh, very prideful for our kids and for our kids to have pride in where they play um, so always looking to upgrade and do different things, whether it's just um, wrapping things or putting up. We just did some um, new uh, screens on our batting cages for our softball and baseball facility. Uh, 
and it just changed the look of that and it's amazing how excited the kids get just by doing some simple things you know but um, making sure that our kids have pride in in their school and that they're uh, you know uh, proud to be a Cedar Hill Longhorn. Okay great so I know last year it was right around when I first um, started here in March we had the announcement for the um, Athletic Hall of Fame and then that had to be obviously um, we weren't able to hold the uh, ceremony for the inductees so what is kind of the plan for you know holding that ceremony could it be done outside and then also is there going to be a new class um, in March um, yes that is our plan is to go ahead and um, try to reschedule uh, last year's um, it was very sad to have to cancel that we waited as long as we could but um, you know we knew that it was going to be difficult uh, but we had to because we had several people that were having to drive in or fly in some of our girls from our soccer team that was being recognized uh, they they don't live close and they have you know other job responsibilities so making sure that we can make that work for everybody but yes our goal is to have a new class for 2021 and we will just um, recognize both of those classes at the same time so it'll just be a little bit bigger class um, but um, if you're if you are here um, you can see because we do put up um, depending on what where you are uh, what sports you participated in like we already have uh, Jennifer Davis, who is also our new softball coach here, and uh, Caleb Hamrick, who works in the district. They were both being inducted, and uh, their pictures have been put up out at baseball and softball on our Hall of Fame board. Um, we just had installed yesterday the um, the kids that uh, participated in sports, which would have been out on the field, um, you know, uh, their columns. And then if you played indoor sports in the gym, then your pictures are on the boards in there as well. So. Um, those things are already up and noticeable. Um, it's just being able to actually bring them in and let their families, uh, you know, enjoy the um, recognition of seeing their kids be uh, recognized in front of, you know, their family and friends. So we do look forward to that. Uh, but yes, that will be um, either in March or April of 2021. Okay. Well, thank you, Coach Benjamin, for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate all the information and insight and um we look forward to having you on as a guest again for sure no problem have a great day you too thank you uh-huh bye-bye